In this episode of The Full Nerd, NVIDIA is mean to AMD again. Xbox One versus PC, (laughs) 8th gen laptop CPUs, and Optane finally arrives. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 34, recorded on November 3rd, 2017. I'm Gordon Ma who is here with co-host Brad Charkas. hey yo, Awesome guest, Elena Yee. Hey, everybody. And controlling the vertical and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray. Hello. So I got that right. <laughs> so I didn't actually write any other intros. Yeah, that was great. We're going to talk about it. And I, nice. I'm waiting. So usually at this point, Adam tries to derail the whole thing. See, I don't know why. now I'm derailing by not derailing. He's not derailing it. <laughs> so that means we're just going to go straight into it. Sweet. And, uh, We've and got a so lot to talk about. I understand uh, NVIDIA's being mean to AMD again, Brad. Again. Yeah. Just keeps happening. Uh, Shocker. So, yeah, uh, AMD released the Vega graphics cards in August, and Vega 64 kind of disappointed versus the GTX 1080. But Vega 56 beat the GTX 1070 by a pretty decent amount in some games, too. Uh, Surprise, less than two months later, we have the GTX 1070 Ti. There it is. Beats Vega 56. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how did is it uh, well i guess what i want to know because i i'm sorry i've been kind of hip deep in looking at some other things uh how, how'd they do it is did they did they add cores did they wider memory bus so, just set the switch it, to 11 it's, it's called a gtx 1070 ti and it actually is kind of a hybrid of the 1070 and 1080 it is basically Almost, almost the full GTX 1080 GPU, actually. It has 19 out of 20 streaming multiprocessors enabled. It has almost as many CUDA cores as the GTX 1080. Uh, But it has, instead of the new cutting-edge GDDR5X fast, power-efficient memory, it has standard GDDR5, just like the GTX 1070. Um, It basically splits the difference, right? It's 450 bucks, so it falls between the 380 GTX 1070 and the 500 GTX 1080. Um, It falls a little bit closer to the GTX 1080 in performance, but still, you know, a little bit below. The most interesting part about it, something I've never seen before and something that I think is awfully crappy, is that uh, NVIDIA is actually restricting partner cards from applying an overclock out of the factory with these. Oh. Because if you crank these things, it's so close to the GTX 1080 that it could actually, custom overclock cards could very well show up GTX 1080s out of the box. So NVIDIA is restricting partners from overclocking them out of the box. I mean, but end users can still do it. You can still... Yeah. You can still do it manually, and I also reviewed the EVGA, the EVGA GTX 1070 Ti SC Black Edition, which is a whole lot to say all at once. Uh, and when you open up the packaging, it actually has a little paper slip right at the top that says, hey, you know, if you download our Precision OSX software, or XOC, uh, it has a new feature exclusive for 1070 Ti cards where it'll, you press one button and it'll scan your card and automatically overclock it for you. <laughs> so they're kind of working. Nice. The, yeah, the ones like uh, Seuss does the same thing. I think MSI does. The graphics card makers that make overclocking software are working around it that way. But 
it's still, you know, it doesn't, it, it feels off to me. I don't like it. Hmm. They, they're not letting him do it from the box, so. I mean. Yep. Out of the box. I kind of see the logic, even though it's still kind of crappy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, what, I, I gotta say, I mean, it's great that, hey, it's it's more better, but I mean, I what I don't understand is why even bother? I mean, who who cares? I mean. Because Vega 56 beats GTX 1070. So it's just nothing but yeah. this is just pride and ego. Like, we are not going to let you even win here, right? That's, that's my suspicion. And, you know, the manufacturing process at this point, GTX 1070 and GTX 1080 came out May of last year. So it's been a year and a half. So they probably have tons of leftover GTX 1080 chips that are just, you know, one or two sure. sections bad. This lets them get more money out of it. You know, I'm sure there's logistical things like that. But in general, I think it's, hey, we're not going to let you have that one Vega highlight. The interesting part, actually, is that Vega and the GTX 1070 have both been selling for about 470 bucks, way overpriced. Right. uh, For the past few months. But yesterday, all of those, every single one showed up right at 400 bucks MSRP. Every single one. 1070 or every single uh vega 56 and a lot of gtx 1070s all of a sudden all showed up right around 400 bucks well, so what does it what does that mean though does that mean they were like sitting on a bunch of supplies so the miners didn't get them or what i suspect that means if you're looking at either the vega 56 or the gtx 1070 buy it now because they released a bunch into the market uh to position their products better versus this one specific launch but a lot of people have been waiting for vega cards since launch now's the time to buy it you can actually buy them i I, you had a story right the prices are like normal almost what there's what they're supposed to be although i checked again today and a lot of them are still for 400 a lot are going for 420 now so they're already creeping up and if you look at vega 64 there were some that were 500 bucks like they were supposed to be yesterday but i'm already seeing those creep up quite a bit already i I did really like your uh headline uh for that article (laughs) Uh, something about it was just like comforting like oh they're back to sane for a minute sort of sane (laughs) yeah (laughs) at this point they should be below msrp well below yeah Yeah. it's crazy to me that it's news that a product is selling (laughs) for its actual listed price yeah well without me like i I actually said that at the end of my uh vega article Yes, we're in a situation where a card selling for what it's suggested to sell for <laughs> constitutes a deal we're posting about. Ridiculous. <laughs> hey, so so the memory band, uh, memory bus is the same. Uh, they just turned on a few more shaders. Um, how much? Well, fast? yeah, this it actually is the same memory bus as the GTX 1070, not the GTX 1080. Okay, it's like right. the GTX 1080 and graphics processor, like the mm. GTX 1070 in memory, basically. Okay. And same, it's an eight gig frame buffer on that. Yes, at least the yes. reference boards. Is uh, in the the ports power same as a ten seventy card? No, uh, the ports and power are the same as a GTX ten eighty. All right. Oh, what? Because uh, yeah, because it actually it's nineteen out of twenty streaming multiprocessor sections clusters, so it needs the higher TDP. Okay, got it. So there, it really and, is uh, a down a detuned ten eighty almost, but I guess the RAM is yep. different. 
The well, interesting how- part is uh, they actually, uh, at least on the Founders Edition card here, they actually use the same design as the GTX 1080 Founders Edition, which means it has a vapor chamber instead of a standard blower-style cooler. It has an additional power phase for you know cleaner overclocking. Uh, so even though board partners are restricted from overclocking the card, they actually baked some nicer overclocking features into the 1070 Ti Founders Edition than you would find in the 1070 Founders Edition. And how much faster is it over a uh, reference uh, 56, Vega 56? Uh, it depends. In a couple of games, in Rise of the Tomb Raider and Ashes of the Singularity, it was a lot faster. Uh... And every other game, it was, you know, pretty much neck and neck, a couple of frames. I didn't have time to get them into the review because they're still new and I'm playing with them. But I was playing with Forza 7 and Wolfenstein 2. And those were actually faster on Vega 56. So Hmm. it's like win some, lose some. Uh, I mean, a little bit faster. uh, Leslie on uh, YouTube's uh, wondering, where did all the OEM based uh, Vega 56 cards go? That is a very good question, and that is something that I dumped on Vega for in this review, actually. Because if you could pick up a custom Vega card right now for somewhere between 400 and 450 bucks, I would much prefer that to the GTX 1070 Ti myself. I think it offers enough. It supports FreeSync monitors, which you can actually buy. Uh, that's great. But the problem is custom cards still haven't showed up. Uh, and the Vega 56 reference card is like a damned hurricane. It's loud. It's really, really bad. Like I, I'm usually pretty tolerant about noise. That's the worst since the 290X. And <laughs> it, it actually, it, it actually bothers me to be sitting with it. Huh. Would you say it's, it's actually, I mean, cause nothing could be worse than the 290X card. I think. It's not, it's well, not worse. I actually wound up putting the 290X in after to compare it. Cause I still got one sitting I, around here. I will take that back. FX 5800 was probably the, the pinnacle of, of ridiculous <laughs> video card noise so but yeah but actually yesterday after this launched xfx posted a teaser image of its custom vega card on the amd subreddit on reddit uh didn't have any details about how fast it'll be didn't have any details about when it'll actually launch but they are apparently still coming hmm. Uh, N- Neglect Tech on YouTube is asking, uh, why didn't they just, uh, NVIDIA, why, why didn't they just work on releasing a Volta card instead of squeezing out another card? Uh, I think they would be if Vega made them. If they were uh, Vega, <laughs> Vega didn't turn out where people were expecting to turn out. If Vega came out and beat the GTX 1080 Ti, I think we'd be seeing Volta cards maybe by the end of this year. Because they already have Volta GPUs. They already have the data center version out. You can buy it. Uh, but without AMD pushing them, I mean, hopefully we'll see Volta next year, early next year. Right. It takes competition. That's why we have uh, 16, 18 core core i9s and we have third upper, right? So. I mean, and right now they're selling all these. Miners have screwed up everything, man. I mean, they're, they're selling every graphics card they can make. So why rush the next gen? I mean, it sucks, but it makes sense. Speaking of which, uh, is there any indication that the 1070 Ti is going to be good for mining? Do, do we know any anything like that yet? Um, I didn't test it. Uh, it does use basic GDDR5 rather than the fancy GDDR5X, which 
is worse for mining. 5X is worse for mining. So this would be better for mining than the five, the 1080. But prices are starting to come down a little bit. I'm not sure if $450 is a wise investment to get into mining at this point. <laughs> so we'll have to see, basically. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I, I actually heard from a friend, and he just upgraded his son's box with a 1060, and I was blown away. He said he paid 260 for a card. Um, I, I price, and this is not a 3-gig card either. I think it was a 6-gig card. Are prices sort of like back to normal almost in some things? Uh, they're getting there, especially on GeForce cards. I was actually just checking all this out this morning. You can get a one of the 3-gigabyte uh, GTX 1060s. The cut down version with the less memory and less power for 200 bucks now, which we haven't been able to for months. The six gigabyte uh, GTX 1060 is I'm seeing 10 dollars to start. Okay, so it, it's getting down there. Uh, Radeon cards are still more inflated because yeah. they're more efficient at mining. But you can get a uh, four gigabytes uh, RX 570 for about 230 bucks now, which is 50 bucks over MSRP. But all things considered, the state of the market, I mean, that's a really great 1080p card, probably the best you can get right now. Yeah, in general, what's happening from what I've been looking at when I when I was pricing out um, a build, they're back. Like, you can get them now. The prices are inflated. So right. I'm hoping that just it's kind of starting to go back the opposite direction, that this is the first sign of it. That feels normal, though. 260 for a 1060 60 card, that feels pretty damn normal to me. I mean, that's that's not... <laughs> I mean, maybe it, for what it used to be, but not for how it was when everything first launched. Yeah. And I mean, the MSRP when it launched was 260 I believe, for the uh, GTX 1060, but that was a year and a half ago. Oh, oh. <laughs> so oh by God, this point, right. it should be selling for a lot less. Yeah, should, I mean, and they were selling for a lot less before this mining craze took over. Yeah, and like 10, it just kills me that like a 1070 is still 400 bucks. I would have thought, right, that's a $350 video card, but it's mm-hmm. $400. Yeah. Do you think that it's a little too compressed now? Because, I mean, if you go to buy a video card and you're looking at NVIDIA... What the hell are you going to do? 1070s, 400. 1070 Ti is 450. Yeah. And then a 1080 yeah. is $500. I mean, I think it's yeah, actually it's great, weird. though, if you are the kind of person that really ma- it really matters to you if you spend $25, $50. Like, this would allow somebody who's like a budget gamer to say, okay, maybe if I like pull back on this, I can go up another, what is it, $50 difference? get just a little bit more performance. So it, I could see it appealing to those people. Yeah. It's uh, the GTX 1070 Ti is a lot better than the GTX 1070 at 1440. So the 1070 is a great card for 60 frames per second, 1440. The 1070 Ti will let you push those faster. Like if you have a 144 hertz monitor, it'll let you push that. And if you want to roll up your sleeves and overclock, I mean, you could probably push these cards to GTX 1080 levels of performance. There were some reviews I was reading yesterday where some people were actually able to get Founders Edition 1080 beating levels of performance out of the GTX 1070 Ti. So if you're willing to go that extra mile, I mean, it could save you 50 bucks versus the GTX 1080. Yeah. But it's a weird card because the GTX 1080 already did 1440p high refresh rate really good and 4K entry level kind of eh, okay. Right. And this card is basically the same use case. So, yeah, I just it's sort of weird because it's like, I don't know why I would ever bother with a TI 
when I can just do a 1080. So that's yeah. Just, well, I mean, m- m- most people in the chat are saying yeah, they would rather just pay the 50 bucks really? to get the 1080. Yeah, because yeah. I'm curious, Brad, was We're the overclocking results that you saw? <laughs> I, I like saving money. Um, so, Brad, the uh, results that you saw, was that with the easy, like, one button overclock, or is that because people actually took the time to manually, like, tune it? To beat the 1080, you're going to have to manually tune it. I've okay. been playing around a bit myself since the review. The manual, the auto overclock didn't apply anywhere aggressive enough. Uh, like, it didn't mess with the power limits. It didn't mess with the memory speed. It just okay. gently boosted up the clock speed. But if you manually tinker it, it's it save you fifty bucks. I mean, and that is, but that's a that is not a cut. That's not a founder's edition original or a reference card. It's actually the aftermarket EVGA card. You're doing this or the? SD yes, card. I was doing that with the EVGA card. Okay. Yep. Huh. I don't know. But the stuff you were reading was the founder edition that got the overclock. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's a mix out there. There's a very good chance that you would be able to push your card to GTX 1080 levels. If you do it manually, but probably louder. I mean, it's probably going to howl a little bit. Those those reference cards do can get a little loud if you're you're pushing them long enough. So, oh yeah, definitely. And if you buy a GTX 1080 and overclock that, it'll probably go even faster. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, <laughs> fifty bucks, and then you know the next step up to a 1080 Ti. That's a that's pretty far. That's that's seven fifty well, these days. So the way I think about it is, I don't think the 1080 or the 1070 Ti are good cards for 4K. Yeah. Like, you can play a bunch of games of 4K if you turn stuff down. But if you have a 4K monitor, who wants to do that? They're great cards for 1440p. And the GTX 1070 Ti is great enough for 1440p. To me, I don't think it's really worth it to spend the extra 50 bucks on the GTX 1080. That's the way my brain wrapped around it all in the end. It's a really weird launch. It's basically just a screw over AMD, like you said. <laughs> yeah, it's just pure, purely pride. Just, I just, just and that's why I said it's just Nvidia's just being mean to AMD. You know, they're just like, I, I'm surprised Nvidia doesn't like come out with the red edition. We're we're so mean. We're gonna steal your color too. It's like what? Well, they have to start morning, making Radeon blue because Nvidia stolen the red color. I, I actually got an email from Nvidia this morning that said it's coming. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. And you click it, and it goes to a YouTube video that has a teaser image of uh, Titan X Collector's Edition. Oh, and it flashes yeah, uh, both red and green colored lighting. So <laughs> red and green. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is not that is not a Christmas color. That is just simply that is Nvidia's like we're gonna take your color too. <laughs> Isn't that at some point it's uh, bullying? Isn't that uh, like the point of like corporate I, bullying? I think, I think we're, we're past, past that, that point. That yeah. point. <laughs> <sighs> just like oh. Yeah, I, I, I'm really interested to see what happens when Vega 56 cards come out, if they ever come out for anywhere near stock prices. <laughs> and you mean with custom designs, custom, custom, customs? Yeah, I don't know if it'll push performance a lot past what it is, but my biggest problem with Vega 56 right now is the stock cooler. So, yeah, and you know, I just the whole thing, the whole, I mean, they're the fact that their prices are inflated a little bit still makes it weird. I mean, I think mm-hmm. like for vast majority of people, 200 bucks. 260 for a 10, 1060, 6 gig, do you think? Yeah, that's kind of like uh, 270 bucks for a 10, 1066 gig. Yeah. But that's, I mean, yeah, 
<laughs> it's still not a great time to buy, but it's starting to become more sane at least. Yeah, at least you can do it. Yeah, it, it has just sucked for PC gaming, right? I think I think like I saw Paul's hardware had a video saying that it's just a bad time Sucks. to build a PC, and yeah, it's just terrible. Do, do yeah, we... up until recently, our advice, my advice on our best graphics card, you know, recommendation piece is actually just buy a 1050 Ti and wait. And oh. now that's no longer the case. You you're gonna still overpay by twenty or thirty bucks, but you can get graphics cards now. Uh, traditionally, in the past, uh, are there really good deals on graphics cards, like around Black Friday and Cyber Monday and stuff? Um, I wouldn't say it's anything like that's fire sale level, mm-hmm. but. You know, as Brad was noting earlier, and Gordon as well, over time you will see it just starting to drop, and you'll you'll get a couple of like mm, maybe an extra ten to twenty dollar discount. So nothing mm. amazing. Is it too early to tell if this year is going to have any any? It's too sales? early right now, based oh, okay. on what's been leaking. I think just given the climate, I, I don't really see anything where everyone's like, oh, my God, you have to buy it right now. You have to line up like it's the iPhone 10 <laughs> and get into, I don't know, Best Buy the minute the door opens. I don't I don't see that. Happening. I don't know. I, I, I think it would work. Like if I had like a, a micro center, I'd be like, yeah, RX 580, $180. <laughs> Five at this price. Here's, you know, here's how the like world changed, two. man. Two. Huh? This past March, we ran a post about a deal. You could get RX 480s right before the 580 came out for 120 or 130 bucks. Oh, right. That's how much the world has changed. Right, quarters of the year. I used to spend so in the spring. I used to spend a part of every morning or almost every morning sending something to Brad, saying, "Hey, Brad, look at this price." <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've done that. <laughs> and now we're posting, hurry up, you can buy it at the price it's supposed to sell at. This is like some Mad Max level of stuff where like, you know, like we've run out of oil on the planet. No, no, we've actually just run out of GPUs. So like you're fighting over it. Uh, That's actually the sequel of the new Mad Max movie. It's, it's really sad, though, because I was actually hoping I was thinking of upgrading my video card this year. And now I think I'm just going to keep going with my 290X and just let it serve as my space heater for another winter. And then to it's hope hot, that this but all the 290X still performs like a, like a, what am I saying? Like a 1060, 480 kind of card. I mean, it's still you know, got game it's, to it. It is. Uh, Brad, can you say that louder, though? Because Elena can't hear you. She has hearing damage from the 290X fans. <laughs> hey, it masks the sound of everything else around me. It's what? like white noise. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Or... You know what you could do if you can't go out and you can't afford a 1070 Ti? You know what you could do? Oh, I heard. I know what you could do. What? Get an Xbox One you X. You could get an Xbox One <laughs> X. That was our, that was our yeah. clumsy segue there. Uh, here so. we go. Xbox One boom, X versus boom, boom, PC. Boom, boom. Yesterday we yesterday we had a lot of fun. We did, <laughs> especially and Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> had a lot of beer. If if people didn't tune in yesterday, please uh, catch up. Yes. Uh, you know, catch them up on on what happened. Who knew how many console fans we had? I, I had no idea. Yeah. So <laughs> fans. Uh, I don't know if everyone's been following our live builds. We started obviously with. Brad's idea of a uh, 1920 by 1080 Threadripper build, <laughs> and then we did the uh, Retro Pie build with Adam. Good times. And uh, I have the third build, and that was yesterday's live build of an Xbox One X equivalent PC, or roughly equivalent. So the build itself, really simple, didn't really 
nothing fancy or spectacular happened, except for the fact where um, the gigantic RX 580 I borrowed <laughs> from Brad did not fit in the case I had chosen. So I spent, um, oh God, what was it, like an hour or so after we did the build, moving everything to another case <laughs> so I could actually start my benchmarks. Um, but the whole thing is based on an article I wrote back in June when the Xbox One X was officially announced. And that was just to see for for funsies, you know, can can you actually replicate an equivalent PC at the same price point? And given the fact that RAM is inflated um, and the, uh, graphics cards are inflated and the fact that 4K Blu-ray uh, drives are really expensive right now, the answer is no. And the answer is still no now in October. <laughs> I was hoping, or not, no, it's November now. I was hoping it would change, and it didn't. Yeah. I was really hoping that the mining craze would die down, that RAM prices would start to maybe become a little more reasonable. But no, it actually went up. <laughs> like, my, I think the, the basic build, which was a standard Blu-ray uh, drive and an FX8300, it was like $650 when I first priced it out in June, and I think it went up to like $700. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Is that the RAM or the SD? It was, it was everything. So the, um, the RAM went up a little bit. The case went up a little bit because I was also using a, a combination of sales and rebates. So I was re- literally going to look for the cheapest things I could find uh, within reason. Uh, let's see what else went up. The storage went up ever so slightly. I just happened to catch hmm. it at a good time, I guess, in June. Um, I In June, because the scarcity of 5X or RX 580s was so bad, I had to take the theoretical out of stock price. <laughs> so now that they're actually in stock, I actually have to use the even more inflated oh. in stock price. Because <laughs> back in June, it was like, okay, well, uh, super Blitz or Bits, I forget the name of the store, had it for like $267, but it's out of stock. So that was the price at the time. But now if you look for the, a similar card, it's almost $300, but it's in stock. So I have to take that price because if you're going to buy it, you're going to buy it, right? So yep. that, all that stuff was like pumping up the cost. It was nuts. It's it a bad nuts. time to build the PC. It is. It's, I was really astonished. I thought that the price would actually drop. I thought it was going to go to like at least like 600 by this point in the year. But mm-hmm. it went the other way. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, that's, that's just sucky. Oh, the other part too that, is, oh, sorry. The uh, 8300 went up in price because it's an old part and Ryzen 3 is out now, right? So if you were to keep the same build, the motherboards are getting more scarce. The chip itself is not you know, getting no. discounted as heavily as it was before, because, it, you know, why would you buy an 8300 now if you could just buy a Ryzen 3 1200, which is why I have a third proposed build list <laughs> in that article now. And that's the one we built, the Ryzen 3 build. They're trying to penalize I, uh, you to prevent you from buying that FX8300? I don't know. You think they would just want to give them away at this point? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was looking this morning for another article on Amazon, and the FX6300 was $137. What? And the, the Ryzen 3 1200 was $107. So. What? It's oh, <laughs> ridiculous. <man>. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, this all proves, I mean, our Xbox One X review went up this morning. Hayden covered it for us, Hayden Digman. And... He plays the whole thing and he says, hey, man, this is, you know, roughly equivalent to a lot of gaming rigs with a 1060 or 580 and a 500 bucks with the state of, uh, you know, PC part pricing these days. It gives you a ton of bang for your buck. 
Yeah, I, I, I got to say that he brought it in. We we did a video for the review, and and I I was surprised too. I was like, wow, okay. I mean, we only had Gears of War four to really test it on. Yeah, you know, so comparing it for the Xbox One. You know, the original Xbox One to the Xbox One X to the Omen X that we had in here, uh, yeah, it was it was a big jump. And I mean, HDR is definitely a big thing. But then, especially his uh, in Gears of War Four, you can either switch between uh, 1080p 60 or 4K 30. Uh, and Hayden preferred the 1080 60. And like, we, like good see, seeing high <laughs> seeing high frame rate uh, on a console like that was was pretty impressive. Uh, you know, because typically on a console you don't see that. I'm, I see Gore squirming over there as I'm saying these things. But I'll also say real quick, there's plenty of people in the chat that say they enjoy both, Gordon. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. There's, there's, Look, not that there's anything wrong with that. I just wanted to know, uh, Adam, Yes. what did you guys use a Cherry MX Brown keyboard or mm-hmm. a, uh, did, you, did you go with Reds and was it a high DPI mouse you played that? They're actually, yeah. they're working on adding keyboard and mouse support to the Xbox One Jeez. X. Working they, uh, on adding also, keyboard and mouse? They, uh, the Xbox One X will also support 1440p and FreeSync monitors. Oh, that's awesome. So it's really yeah. blurring the lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got so like look did you really use a controller right there's no come on there's USB ports on the damn thing there's HID support built into the OS just support mouse and keyboard you know why they didn't support mouse and keyboard in the original 360 because like they I remember they had those like weird things that make it work because then then PC well when they tried to like and then they tried to have PC gamers play against console gamers mouse and keyboards kicks the crap out of out of controllers well, right No actually so I was at I forgot some kind of Windows event and uh we were talking to Phil Spencer at one point about it and he actually said specifically and candidly the whole reason why it's taking a while to implement keyboard and mouse support is not because it's difficult I mean the Xbox one supports like I don't know about mouse, but keyboard support if you want to just use it to get around the uh, the operating system, right? right. Um, but it's specifically because they have to figure out a way to make the experience not shitty for con- the con- family the show. Oh, sorry, not crappy. <laughs> hey, for- spade a spade. There was our chance to get Disney sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> they want to so, make sure that people using the controller just don't get like uh, annihilated, annihilated, right? You know, and so they're trying to figure out like, do we implement you know different kinds of multiplayer modes for this do you know do we change how we rank the leaderboards like they're just they were at the time nothing official of course but it was just more of a general chat that around the situation sure sure and i and i got to say that i don't have a problem with console gaming because there is no more console gaming it's all pc <laughs> gaming right at this point so then why do you crap on them so much? <laughs> what I'm saying is because people try to pretend people try to pretend consoles are like something different like it's some weird cell processor that Toshiba cooked up for the thing, but for God's sake, it's just derivative PC parts at this point. But if that's the case, gotta, why do you hate on it off so and turned off. You don't even hate on people who play on integrated graphics, well, Gordon. If they play, <laughs> if they play, if they have mouse and keyboard, maybe. I mean, there's just some... You know, so that's I'm the distinguishing factor? No, but I mean, there's just some... Why don't... There's no reason to say that... I, I, I think it's just because, look, for years and years and years, you got console gamers that are just crapped on PC gamers, right? And how many years have PC gamers been crapping on console Yeah, gamers? and that's just, we're just, it's There's payback. There's a whole subreddit. <laughs> no, look, uh. really, no, really. I mean, if you think about it, and also I have a problem when you can't admit the truth. The day Apple comes 
and kicks the crap <laughs> out of PC, I'll be the first person to say Apple has just beat us hands down, uh, right? <clears throat> but console gamers, they they just don't like. Look, the 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 original Xbox, uh, the original the original consoles came out, and they actually were higher performance than the best thing you could get in a, in a PC at the time. And it was like yep. we had to hang our heads True. and like, oh man, this sucks. And it lasted about four months, and then suddenly PC was in front again, and never went back. And never went back. Well, that's back. that's what I think is interesting about this specific launch, actually, because with graphics cards prices being the way they are, if you're looking to get a solid, you know, 1080p gaming performance these days, the Xbox One X is looking pretty good, man. It can do 1080p 60 no problem. It's sure. the whole system for 500 bucks, whereas a 580 will cost you 300 bucks by itself. <laughs> right, but mouse pretty and keyboard and Steam. Yeah, but mouse and keyboard. <laughs> One thing that I think that's interesting is that the reason I used to love playing consoles is because, like, you could rip it open and be playing Mario in five minutes. These days, the update process is like a PC, and it just flushed that advantage right down the door. (laughs) You You got to wait hours and hours for the system update. You got to wait hours to install the game to your hard drive. You got to wait for the day one patch. It it sucks, especially for all the people, because when I used to work for Official Xbox Magazine, we would get a lot of letters from people who were in more of rural parts of America, so they didn't really have broadband access. Mm-hmm. So they loved having a console because they didn't have to do all these updates. They didn't have to worry about, you know... They liked the uh, disc. Now there's data yeah. caps. And- oh, now there's data you mean caps. the people that uh, Don Matrix says should go on a nuclear submarine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk about that unfortunate <laughs> turn that Microsoft took with the direction of Xbox. I, I think they should have stuck with it, personally. I mean, whatever. But that's telling nice. people that they suck for supporting a system that they themselves had basically you know cultivated they basically just crapped on all of their hardcore fans (laughs) at that period in time they're like yeah everything you love about xbox gone well you know i i think they were looking they were looking forward right they were looking at the world and everybody believed this i mean analysts i never i never believed it but they all thought you know xbox one and playstation 4 would be the last consoles we ever see everything would be streamed down the road right of course that's not true because it's always about the heavy metal right because now we are into we are firmly i don't know if everybody knows it but we are into a hot shooting war of console hardware who makes it faster who makes it better right because mm. I, I except can for tell nintendo you, nintendo still does yeah but thing. nintendo's you know, come on right well they're still selling nintendo's, hand yeah, over fist they over sell any hand the other over crap. fist but <laughs> yeah. they they they're they're in a walled garden like right? they, they it's everybody's ignore. backup console they can ignore everything else but what i'm saying is if you don't believe that playstation 5 is going to come out and smash xbox one x right in the nose with the fast with more performance higher performance or better features then you're wrong because we are in a new console war age well, but every console gets better. I mean, that's no, but, you're stating the obvious here. No, no, but no. I, I, you know what the obvious was five years ago? The obvious was there would never be another game console, right? It's all going to be streamed. Why would you do that? You run on a server somewhere, you get it streamed to your TV. That's just so much cheaper. I feel like that was wishful thinking even when they thought it, though. Yeah, it was. Well, it's because we knew. It was, we all knew it was baloney, but you, I mean, go ahead and you can find 50 articles and, you know. and. Well, I know, but I mean... 
we're going to go off the rails a little bit and talk about this. <laughs> we, I, we live, I live in San Francisco, right? I am probably the epitome of what people will call a coastal elite. And even <laughs> I was looking at all those statements and thinking, y'all are crazy right. because not everything in the U.S. is wired up the same way we are on the coast. And so this is complete. You have your head up your ass. I'm sorry. But, Family show. But, trying to get Disney sorry, sponsorship. Disney. <laughs> you can have Tinkerbell like silence me. Don't get that mouse mad. That mouse can get really mad. <laughs> so you oh, have... I hear she's using language like that again. <laughs> what the? Copyright infringement. I'm going down there right now. Copyright infringement. <laughs> is that your Mickey Mouse? <laughs> you can ice her on the phone and call her up. <laughs> this is a really weird Mickey oh, Mouse. <laughs> it's like if we were in some other country in the world that was like tiny and it was completely networked appropriately, sure, but... We're not. Well, but no, but I'm, 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 but I am serious though, right? Because you know, Wall Street analysts move a lot of things. You know, a, a lot of analysts really thought this was it. It's about the future. I mean, that's why the Xbox made this like hard left turn, only online and connect. Right? It's going to be, it's yeah. going to run your television experience. It's going to be a cable box. We don't care about gaming. It's like, we're getting a PlayStation Four, right? And it's like, wait, come back. <laughs> I mean, but- I think the Xbox One X is the complete. You know. Them going, okay, we refute everything the last regime said. This is about the games again. Yeah. I think they learned from that mistake. Yeah, because Connect is officially dead now, too. But yeah. also, yeah. at the same time, who really plays their their console at home not hooked up to the internet? Like, who, yeah. do, who does that? Right. So I actually think they should have stuck with it. That's why I say that because it's like, what? I mean, come on, you're gonna play Destiny two? You know, like there's so many well, games. Well, you couldn't that require... play Destiny two, but you could yeah. play. Not a whole lot of games single player. Not when right. there's day, day one patches, that, you know, that's but like, see, hey, that's the you problem. Know, like, that's the reason why they angered so many of their fans, because the people who are in, like, say, on a farm somewhere that gets, you know, maybe at best dial up speeds, they they can't do those patches. They can't really. They have to. So, go I mean, and, they're boned either way. That's what I'm saying. Huh? You know what I mean? Like, I live super rurally. Like my town has less than 2,000 people. And the street that I'm on, like, I have fast internet. But if you travel two miles that way, people have to get, like, satellite internet. Yep. Beam down to yep. them. And they yeah. can play plenty of games that are not connected to the internet. Yep. But not if it's always... They couldn't play Destiny 2, but they could play JRPGs. They could play a racing game. They well, could play all but, kinds of But they're of not going to get no patches. They're not going to get, you know, updates. They're not going to get, you know, any anything else. Like, right. I mean, so, so just, it's it's a super borked, like, experience. They anyway. have to end up doing things like, uh, God, what did one person tell us? They basically had to tether their phone, like the, a Verizon phone that could get a signal, mm-hmm. tether their phone so that they could get, a, yeah, like, the connection to download this stuff. Yeah. But then, like, they were totally going over their data allotment and it's just nuts it's just Mm. terrible why don't they just drive their um xboxes down to some like update center or something (laughs) like that you bring it in you sit there it's like an electric car you drive up you sit there for five hours well it tanks up and then you go back to your farm i honestly wonder how many of those people actually just ended up bringing their consoles to work and quietly connecting (laughs) to the network oh no that's definitely a thing (laughs) <laughs> just like letting it run while they actually work, you know? Oh, you know, okay, wait, wait. So we have totally gone for us. But you know what I want to know? Because this was about versus PC. Right. Is there really a versus? 
Is there versus? Well, is know, it, I mean, for no, me, yeah, because not. clearly I'm an anti-council. I mean, bigot, versus but. in what sense? Like, is it a viable option compared to the PC? Is that what you're asking? Or do we even need to fight? Can we just all get to <laughs> get along? Wait, are you saying this? I'm are saying you I'm imposing okay? this. What's your temperature right I'm now? I'm imposing this as... I think he's drunk again. Yes. Oh, maybe. Maybe he found your stash of pumpkin beer. <laughs> You get those guys on the phone. We're going to get a dizzy. Rip down there right okay, now. I got to say, I was shocked by Hayden's review. Because, really? I mean, he's the same guy who wrote nine reasons why he should just build a gaming PC instead of buying a console. But it doesn't really have to be what Which is versus. still true. It is still it is true. Still true for the most part. But the fact that he said, wow, you know, if you want a certain level of performance and you don't need to go beyond that and you don't need the flexibility of PC, I, I can see it basically. I'm paraphrasing here. He didn't actually say this, but basically, you know, he said that he could see why someone would get this. Yep. Different strokes for different folks. Or somebody this actually has got a bunch to of stuff. him. It has HDR support, has 4K, has all. I mean, they're really starting to blur the lines. Xbox yeah. is. Yeah. Especially with their Xbox Play Anywhere and the Microsoft Store. And they're really trying to make it. So look, man, if you just want a cheap Xbox One, that's cool. If you want this for your 4K TV, that's cool. If you want to. Game on PCs, uh, you're kind of boned because the Microsoft Store sucks. <laughs> yes, I, so I discovered that when I had to when I started uh, downloading games for benchmarking. Wow, that is not the Steam experience. <laughs> I downloaded Gears of War Four, uh, which is ridiculous. Over 100 gigabytes to download the damn game. 118.4, uh, and it took me three days to download that. Whereas a game oh. that size would take me about overnight on steam oh it's so slow i don't know why their servers are so slow it, like we're here in the office and i was downloading it as well to start benchmarking the ryzen 3 build and it took maybe two or three hours i couldn't understand why like we're, we're on like a fiber connection here yeah, yeah things download i can download 50 gig game in like 20 minutes it feels like so. not on the microsoft store no i don't get it like, well, uh, that sounds like a reason uh, PC gaming is 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 better. <laughs> well, we'll find out. I already have the first set of benchmarks from the FX eighty three hundred. Yeah, so, nice. Looking pretty. Looking pretty I, interesting. I just, I'm I'm just wondering because I mean I mean yeah maybe we all like to just give tr- you know trash talk everybody but you know what if you're into your console thing fine whatever you're into PC gaming good let's just you know why should we you know. I'm gonna, Let's just I'm admit the Adam, truth, though, and PCs are have have better graphics. I'm going to get Adam to make a clip of you saying that, and every single time <laughs> that you give me crap in the hey, office about console games, I said crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hold up my phone and play that sound clip. That's what uh, I'm going to do now. That, that is a good one. Can't can't, can't we all just get along? <laughs> I don't know that Pull that sponsorship right now! <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Star Wars! Why aren't they talking about Star Wars? <laughs> Kylo Ren! <laughs> oh, goodness. oh, goodness. There's no segue. We're just going to nope. talk about nope. 8th Gen laptops. Uh, hard Everybody turn. Cares. Hard, hard turn. turn. Just hard turn. Just kind of <laughs> cranks. Throw it in a reverse. Go down the speed. Hit the parking brake. Swing the front around. One last thing, though. I, I am benchmarking our Ryzen 3 and also an FX8300 the build for the Xbox One X equivalent. So benchmarks will go up next week. I'm aiming for Tuesday morning. So if you're interested in those, look for it then. Boom. Boom, that's it. I'll read it. Plug over. Okay. (laughs) 
Uh, next topic, I know this is not a typical full nerd thing, but I think it's actually worthy of talking about. We'll hear from everybody, see if they think. But the big deal is uh, Rose Gold Dell XPS. No, no. Oh, right. it's so beautiful. Oh, it's so pretty. This is the XPS, the latest XPS 13, uh, one of my favorite laptops. I love this thing. Although um, these days I'm rolling this awesome uh, MacBook um, Air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, this is the X- original XPS 13 is now technically the fourth generation, I think, fourth iteration because it went Broadwell, Skylake, KB Lake. <coughs> this is the newest one, which is KB Lake Refresh, eighth gen uh, Intel CPU. Of course, everybody's like, oh, that's just KB Lake. It's true. In fact, they're only calling it KB Lake Refresh. But the big deal is quad core CPU. And I'm going to talk about some quick performance numbers because I got to say when Intel said, hey, we're going to stuff a quad core into a 15 watt TDP chip. Um, I, I had a hard time believing it. So I took this, put it up against this core I seven. Uh, what's in this one? Uh, core I seven, 7,500 U. This one has a core I seven, 85, U dual core quad core. I also threw in a core I five. And the real challenge for this is I took two XPS 15 generations, the Skylake and the KB Lake quad core H parts, which were 45 watts. And I ran a bunch of benchmarks after updating drivers, BIOS and the OS. Um, because and people who don't know when laptops often the performance can change based on the BIOS because the, the OEMs decide they're too loud or maybe they're not fast enough so they can crank the speeds up. And my verdict is damn this XPS is damn. I can't get that on my phone right now. <laughs> also, uh, Neglect Tech over on uh, YouTube says, here comes the charts. Oh, here come the charts. <laughs> We're not going to do the Madden here. We don't have time. I just need these for my reference. But this, I mean, this, it is no joke because I really thought like, oh, this thing is just, there's no way. Yeah, it's, it, it is as expected. The, a quad core eighth gen KB Lake refresh just absolutely just trashes a KB Lake dual core, and of course against a Core i5 Broadwell, which I also included just for just to have for kicks, destroys it. Right? Absolutely. I mean, it's just like you're looking at like it really is giving you quad core performance, and and the real surprise though is this thing almost hangs with 45 watt um, parts. I mean, really. I mean. So here's, I'm just going to pull this up. I don't even know if we can see these or You're not. You're going to have to say it out loud anyway. I'm just going to say it out loud for audio listeners anyway. Uh, so the, uh, I got to find it on lists. I'm running Veracrypt. Oh, did I screw this up? Oh, no, actually. Whoa, this is crazy. So this is Veracrypt encryption performance <laughs> test. It's, uh, you know, the, the latest open source uh, encryption program. Um, I think it's basically TrueCrypt. They turned it into Veracrypt. The one that's actually on top, because it's a fairly short test, uh, is actually the Dell. So the Dell, the eighth, the eighth gen, the KB Lake refresh quad core is five point four out of Veracrypt encryption. Number two was the XPS fifteen with a core i seven seventy seven hundred U five point three. Of course, HQ, All right? HQ, basically a tie, right? But we're talking about. 15 versus 45 We're talking watt. about a 15 versus 45 watt. We're talking about a 13 inch, you know, 2.6 pound laptop versus God. a five pound laptop. Looking at the results, and this is the first time I'm I'm seeing this. Yeah. It's just, man, Sorry, anyone Brad. who bought a laptop in the last couple of months, I, I feel see. so terrible for. Well, I'm very sad because my father-in-law actually bought the same HP laptop in front of me. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to tell him. 
He's not a performance guy, right? He's not. Well, but no, because I was like, oh, he's just gonna like you know browse the internet. But he's like, yeah, I gotta, I I need to copy some DVDs with this. Oh, you're gonna copy DVDs with this? I didn't know. He's gonna blame me for everything. It's not just that though, but I'm assuming that uh, Gordon's father-in-law is a Chinese father-in-law, and if he's anything like my mom, (laughs) that he wants the best just because he wants the best. Yeah. Oh, that thing is like loaded up. It's like 4K panel and large. You don't need it. You'll never use it, but you want it. That's where. Gordon gets it from. But but well, but look, see, these other small bars, the little tiny bars, these are the dual cores. This green bar, 5.0, is a quad core. The the bar at the top, 5.4 uh, for uh, a KB Lake refresh, 5.3 for for uh, KB Lake uh, 45 watt, and then Skylake 5. And then add a Core i7, 7500U, 2.7, basically half the performance. It's like right? literally half the performance. L- literally half the performance. Half the number of cores, half the number of performance. That's mm-hmm. wild. And, and the older ones are 45 watts, you say? Yeah. Yeah, those are 45 yeah. watt, wow. 45 those, watt those laptops. Those are the ones that you would see in some of the gaming laptops, like the big mammoth right. ones. Yeah, for the most part, it is in a laptop currently, although I do have a, a desktop a coffee lake in, in a laptop. But for the most part, that's the best you can get out of even a big gaming laptop. Here's, oh, I just found a typo. I have to redo this chart, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pavre. Uh, the top is the KB Lake 45 watt part, 1578. Number two, Skylake quad core, 45 watt part, 1435. There you go, Brad. You can see. I can see through the papers when you hold it up. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, also, real quick, Ruru2 on YouTube says uh, he thinks Gordon's bedroom has a uh, bar graph wallpaper. Yes, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I should have a shirt, maybe, but just bar graph. <laughs> but look, so now this is now, you know, uh, Pauvre takes a little longer to run, and I'm going to get into the one of the weaknesses of, of what you're doing in this four factor of the quad core part. Core i7, 855, so KB Lake refresh, 1238. So, 1500 versus uh, 1200. Ah, that ain't bad. And then, of course, that is a KB Lake 45 watt part. How, how long does that test run for? Uh, it might take three minutes, three to four so minutes. So, are we starting to see thermal throttling there? Yes. In fact, I am going to bring that up at the very end. And, of course, but if you want to know, uh, a dual core KB Lake XPS 13, so basically the exact same form factor, 763. Ouch. So, the quad is 1238. The dual core is 763. That is a sizable amount of performance, considering that it's the exact same size, right? And pretty yep. much, I mean, <clears throat> it's not even a whole new architecture. It's KB Lake Refresh. It's KB Lake Refresh. And the refresh is we're giving you more clocks. <laughs> we're pushing our harder. Uh, of course, we do want to know about single-threaded performance. So we have Pavre 3.7. Um, on top is the KB Lake again. Uh, 391. Quad core KB Lake. Quad core KB Lake. Yeah. Number two is the Skylake. So number one, 391. Number two, 386. No, number two is the new one. Oh, the new one, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I screwed all these up. (laughs) I put the model over the laptop. It's confusing me. So number two, now the thing that kind of, this is the thing in single threaded tasks, it is actually faster than a Skylake 45 watt part. So 391 out of a KB Lake uh, 45 watt. This uh, new 8th Gen KB Lake Refresh, 386. What are the speed differences? Uh, I'll, I'll get into that at the okay. very end. Good question. Excellent question. But, you know, uh, number two is is the, uh, is the KB Lake Refresh. Number three, surprisingly, is also the KB Lake Dual Core at 365, which is pretty much dead on tie with the 45-watt Skylake, a Core i7-6700HQ part, so 359. So... 
Um, it is basically pushing clocks higher, and you know what? We can go through these other ones. You don't care. Basically, the same story. Multi-thread <laughs> performance, pretty good. But let's get into the heats now. Now, Ooh. now, this is our handbrake test, which does take uh, on a quad core. It'll take forty-five minutes to run. On a dual core, it might take two hours to run. So what happens is the CPU is going to heat up. It's not going to run at the highest clocks. A lot of these other tests are one minute, two minutes, three minutes. Mm-hmm. For, you know, that's a pretty easy load for a CPU. This thing running for two hours flat out, all the cores loaded up. Winner, 45 watt parts, no surprise. The uh, KB Lake 45 watt part, 2743, you know, 2743 seconds. Number two, Skylake, 45 watts, 3033. But not bad. I got to say, not bad. KB Lake Refresh, 3,567. That's not bad at all. That is... That, that Given the four factor, I would have expected the, the Delta to be larger. I really, Yeah, I thought it'd be horrible. And of course, just for reference, a dual core, 7,500, i7, 7,500, 5,800, right? So you're looking at 5,800 yeah. versus 3,500. That is... I mean, you're getting damn near 45 watt performance even on a really long encode that is a that's a 30 gig file we're we're transcoding with with handbrake that is very respectable because i really my initial thought was this thing is going to throttle like a mother right it's just going to fall off and like drop down to like one gigahertz or something but it's still running at a good clock speed uh and of course let's do just the frequency scaling probably should note though that dell's always been really good about uh not clocking down not th- like throttling as hard as some of the other manufacturers and their laptops. Yes, yes, Dell so, likes to push it. Push so it really we might hard. not necessarily see this level of performance in other laptops with the eighty. Was it eighty three fifty? Yeah, with the eighty three fifty. And other, you know, clearly uh, this is you know the Spectre. Uh, they had they HP just announced they updated Spectre. We just got one in. I haven't had a chance to test it. I also have an Asus Swift, but I think depending on the choices the OEM makes, it will be very critical in the performance. You're yeah. not going to XPS 13. Dell likes to push the fans up. You know they get a little warmer, but they give you top notch performance. Some of the other vendors may not like to do that because they'll yeah. get complaints from customers. Some of the super thin laptops that I was testing. I mean, when you talked about it throttling down to one gigahertz, I, I've actually seen that. Yeah, so <laughs> going backwards like, practically. Ooh. So actually, so let's just look at this. So what I did is I ran Cinebench uh, R15. I ran it with uh, one thread up to eight threads. And just to see kind of like where the clocks were going. And I used XTU, so I was getting accurate clocks. Um, and it was it's a little, inact- I think I was like trying to record it at about 10 seconds into the, the Cinebench run. So on one thread, so just to give you how an idea of how, how the hell Intel's doing this, how hard they are pushing this new KB Lake refresh part, these quad core 15 watt parts. On a single thread in Cinebench, it's pushing four gigahertz, right? 10 seconds into, a, in a, into an encode. Or actually, I think this actually may be, actually, this chart is just when you first kick it off. It's like one or two seconds. They're pushing it out at four gigahertz. So, um, and then at two threads, you drop down to oh yeah that's right okay now it's been a, it's been since it's been a week ten seconds in four gigahertz that's pretty respectable right uh, two threads you're pushing maybe three nine and then you can see if you can I, this one I really do need to sort of show the camera and I'm gonna tr- try to explain it to audio listeners you start off at four gigahertz and then you start to fall down you know by basically by the time we get to about four threads. Uh, you're down to about 3.5 gigahertz, and when you push it all the way out to eight threads, which is you know running all you know all four cores and the hyper threading, you're down at 
3.2 gigahertz. So you really do run out of clock speeds um, on this. I will say, though, interestingly, the XPS 15 with the Skylake part, they just never pushed it that hard. So the Skylake part, uh, at the very end, uh, if you're loading the CPU up, it's only pushing about 3.2 gigahertz. So um, that is, of course, that's 10 seconds into it. Now, interestingly, I said, well, you know what? It's not really representative of what you're going to get. So, like, I actually just watched it, uh, the clock speeds overall while it was running. And realistically, you're going to get 4 gigahertz out of a a quad-core KB Lake refresh on a single thread. If you push it to two threads, basically, it falls off a cliff. If you're really, really pushing it and, you know, like, you're you're doing, like, a 60-second encode, the vast majority of it will it'll be at 3.5 gigahertz and then it just starts to go lower and lower so you can see by the time basically during uh, a cinebench run which is only about five minutes at the very end eight threads you're down to 2.8 gigahertz not bad but you are well below what you're getting out of these 45 watt parts these 45 watt parts yep basically the kb lake 45 watt part does the whole damn test at 3.4 gigahertz from four threads out the the skylake 45 watt part is maybe three one three two gigahertz the whole time and these are very flat you can see well you know they have this thermal headroom so they basically just flatten out and you could run these things to the end of the world and they will just hold that clock speed whereas these quad core little tiny 15 watt cpus you really do run out of speed and a lot of that is because this is a tiny laptop. I'm actually really curious to see how this chip would hold up in a larger form factor. Yes. You know what I mean? Just because this is it's not clear to me how much of it is actually a limitation of the chip itself and how much of it is of the form factor. Yeah. And I know sometimes they use chips like this in all-in-ones, which is a larger machine. So I almost wonder if we'll, you would see better performance in a form factor like that. Yeah, and I honestly could see because, I mean, they have options. It's a 15-watt part, and I think, you know, you can set, hey, we're going to run it at 25 or 28. I forget what it is exactly. So you could see somebody say, hey, I'm going to make a gaming laptop with a 1060, make it stupidly thin, and, you know, because we're going to pull some of the cooling out because we don't need it for the, but we'll run the CPU up at, say, 28 watts or something. Or Then hmm. it really could, you could really see some new super thin form factors for gaming based uh, on this. Ruru two is asking, uh, what, "What was the multi-threaded Cinebench score?" Oh, let's let's uh... <laughs> let's dig in the pile and <laughs> throw it over my shoulder. <laughs> you know, j- just to get the charts back out. Just to get the, j- he just wants to see the chart again. Yeah. All right. So for a multi-threaded, the multi-threaded performance, uh, Cinebench eight threads. I was seeing six eleven. So up here. Okay. Ruru just said uh, he uh, he was maxing out like 606. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jeffrey is saying, speaking of all-in-ones, they're still waiting for the Dell Ryzen all-in-one oh, yeah. review. Are you the same person that asked about it yesterday? I, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. So I'll repeat the explanation. So what happened was that I, I got, we got the review unit in. That's the one that we unboxed. Uh, and that unit turned out to have issues. And it, it took a long time to troubleshoot and go back and forth. And by the time I got the second unit, I was just slammed in my schedule. And I've been trying to catch up ever since. So I really do want to finish that review. It's on my list of things to do. It's a really cool system. I think it's worth the review. So 
It's, you're it's telling coming. me to freeze that review right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's not going to Disneyland. <laughs> Why? I'm not going anyway because uh, it's too expensive, stupid mouse. I've never, <laughs> I've never been to Disneyland. I've have never, you not? never seen the appeal. I've never been interested. <laughs> you have to go. Just it's so to expensive see. just to, know, to say I did it. But oh. just it's an experience. Like you go there and you realize just how good Disney is at. Um, manufacturing experiences that make people want to come back. I, I should I should start a GoFundMe uh, to, to send You'd me to You'd be surprised. <laughs> okay, give her that bonus after all. <laughs> it's a small world. <laughs> uh, Wait, let me finish that out for people who want to know. So, quad core, I don't mean the Wait, Mickey Mouse. About? Yeah. <laughs> Can we even say Mickey Mouse and not get sued? I mean, oh, too late. Man, that'd be a bummer. Too late. So, Hold on. Six, They're at the door. Oh, no. <laughs> so a 611 for 611 out of a 13 XPS 13 this core i7 XPS 13 with a KB Lake dual core 333 oh god right that is saying Cinebench is a fairly <laughs> short run that's eight threads uh Skylake H45 watts 675 i got to tell you all that weight you're carrying for that you know XPS 15, and then you get 675 versus 611. Damn! Of course, like, KB Lake is 714. It's like almost two pounds more, isn't it? Yeah, at least it definitely. Dell XPS 15, I think, is four you, and a half pounds, and these are about like 2.75. Yeah, they're the XPS. You once you put, uh, if you put it in touch in 4K, it can get <laughs> it can get pretty uh, pudgy. So uh, but. <clears throat> we got a question that from. Makes, sorry, go ahead, Brad. That is, all this makes me all the more appreciative of my giant hard drive laden work issued laptop. I gotta say, <laughs> is appreciate is appreciate the right word, Brad? It's appreciate. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you even have an SSD? No, no. I had to ask for one from our IT department because I just I couldn't I couldn't handle it anymore. Yes, I, was I dying. yeah. I actually asked for a desktop, and I, I because I could not get a large enough SSD. I, I actually asked for an Optane drive. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. oh. I'm not. I'm serious. It's just sitting over there. I have to break it out and, and set it up. I just wondered if that was a segue. Well, no, real quick. I'm going to stop this segue because ne- Neglect Tech says. Uh, so, does the chart say it would be a better investment to buy a KB Lake uh, refresh laptop or an Xbox One X? <laughs> well, I like you. Yeah, I would say I would do. I mean, this is like this is quad core performance in this form factor, and I swear. Again, no kidding. Like twelve hundred dollars for twelve hundred dollars. Like, but look, this 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 uh, Spectre X three sixty HP just updated. They they changed the whole design. They somehow squished a quad core CPU into something this thin. So I I don't know. But I would, so, I got to say, I would definitely take a nice laptop over an Xbox One console. I have a question for you, though. Do you yeah. think AMD will be able to compete with this? No. Oh, yes, yes. So that is the question. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and, of course, the other news in, in all things CPU is AMD has finally announced Ryzen Mobile. Uh, Ryzen 7 and Ryzen 5. They're not really called mobile, but we call them that just cause to differentiate. They are APUs. They have, what, a, a 10, uh, 10 CU version and they have an 8CU version. Ryzen 5 has uh, uh, 8 CUs. I'm going off memory, so I'm probably totally wrong. And yeah, right both so far, I have it on my screen. Okay, and they're both <laughs> and they're both quad-core parts. And AMD is, and I think, very impressed. I, I've, I've not seen a part, though, but they're saying, like, look, hey, we got our Vega cores and we're giving you Zen cores, four of them, with SMT. Our score, what's their score? You probably have it right for their Cinebench score. 
they actually gave uh, it. They I gotta it. scroll down there. You gotta scroll down, and this is gonna tell you what it's gonna be like. Then I this is here first. I have it. I'm telling you what it is. But here's what AMD says they're gonna come out with. Man, Cinebench 15 one thread, AMD Ryzen 7 2700U is 144. Multi-thread is 719. Mm. Yeah, 719. So that is above. That is above a uh, an 8-core 45-watt uh, KB Lake H, which Wait, is how many watts are these parts supposed to be? 15 watts. 15. Yeah. So that is what they are saying. So I guess, you know, that's their mouth writing a check. Can, they, can we cash that? We're going to find out, but... I gotta say, Ryzen five, Ryzen seven. It ain't. It's it's no joke. And if what their numbers the, are believable, right. what kind of uh, what's the equivalent? I guess graphics wise, what they're saying. They basically because I said, well, what you know, they're like, hey, look, our <laughs> no surprise, a, a ten CU Vega Vega core craps all over. You know, uh, integrated graphics. You know, six twenty HD, six twenty. Um, but I said, well, how's it compared to discrete? And they said, oh, well, we got some numbers. We came back and they said like, uh, our numbers show, I think, I don't know if it's skydiver or fire strike, but basically the equivalent of a, a 940 G-Force part, hmm. which that sounds about right. Oh wait, maybe 950. Was it 950 or 940? I forget. It's in that. Uh, it's in the story. I just I have the remember. numbers here that you have from their slide deck. Oh, okay. But I believe. So, yeah. Go ahead. So, uh. Gaming and Ultra Thin Monitor, they have a 1080p on medium for League of Legends, 60 frames a second. 1080p on fastest settings in Dota 2, 49 frames a second. Uh, if you go to Overwatch, you got to drop it down to 720 low, but you get 66 frames a second. All of which is pretty respectable for a, uh, you know, a mobile part. I mean, yeah. that's, a, I think it's a little bit below what I got with the Ryzen 550, but not too much slower. Oh, here it goes. Okay, I found it. Uh, so they're saying 3D Mark Time Spy, uh, um, 8500, 8550U, basically the same CPU in this Dell, but in a different platform. So the performance could be different in Time Spy, 350. Um, and compared to a uh, 7500U KB Lake, same, same damn graphics course, 377. They are saying they are 915 versus 350 out of this, you know, a similar platform. But that is equivalent, and I was way wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize. They are saying their performance in TimeSpy, which is, you know, synthetic benchmark, is equivalent of a 950M. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty good. 950M is respectable that's part. Nine forty had to have baked right onto your CPU. Yeah, nine forty actually, if I remember right, Iris Pro, Iris Plus was kind of like getting up there. So nine forty was getting pretty relevant. So nine fifty M is not bad baked into it. Yeah, baked baked into the core. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. So uh, Ali's asking uh, on YouTube, do we do we know if laptops are coming this year? Uh, yeah, I would expect there are three models announced, and I should give them a shout out because um, what what the heck? Why not? There are three models, the Lenovo IdeaPad 720S, Acer Swift 3, and an HP Envy X360. So here's the thing that I found super interesting when I read that part of your article. Mm -hmm. Um, For something that's supposed to be going toe-to-toe with KB Lake Refresh, it's all going into the mid-tier laptops. Yes. Which I think is really weird positioning for, for the chip. Well, I don't honestly believe that's a positioning by AMD. I think that's the only port open to them. 
Maybe, but I, I just don't know if that's really going to give them the exposure, the type of exposure they want. Yeah, it's not. You get into an XPS 15, you get into a Spectre X360, that's a different game. Right. These are, you exactly. get into a MacBook Air, damn, the world changes, right? But I think they have to prove themselves first. Mm. And I think the problem is, you know, they're coming back from AMD is the equivalent of, you know, trash processor for years and years and years and years. Zen is a real deal. <clears throat> are people, but are people going to buy a thousand to twelve hundred dollar in a laptop with it? I don't know if consumers are trained to believe that AMD's equivalent. We know it. We're nerds. We follow this. Our listeners know this. If I could get an XPS thirteen with a Ryzen seven or a Ryzen five, it'd be like hell yeah. Why not? Right? I mean, there's, there's, if if it's true, if they can really hit the performance levels at that that wattage. I mean, but sure. people don't. They're going to go. Oh, I, I want the Intel part because Intel's premium. Right? I, that's but that's for the you. thing, though. I mean, if if it was like on price, because you know, back in the day when AMD still had skin, like actual skin in the game, you would see, uh, let's say, the equivalent of an XPS thirteen out there, and you would have the Intel versions, and then for like two hundred dollars less, you would have the AMD version that still performed pretty much as well. So I could still see consumers going for that again cost effective option in that tier yeah but i mean I, and it, that's that's why i think it's medium because i think the medium tier like you're saying because i think once you get up to the xps 13 level kind of style laptops i don't think dell wants to offer a step down ryzen version of that that's like one of their flagships whereas they take a gamble on new ryzen chips and something more mainstream right. i guess because I, just... I mean everybody if you associate me at least i think a lot of people do associate ryzen or amd apus and laptops with the 400 dollars and less things you get at best that's buy that's true right because <laughs> of the the past few years or yeah and that's a decade it's a really bad you got to get past that image you know they have to they have to rebrand themselves reacquaint themselves with the consumers that we are a premium performance part you know consumers don't turn overnight gamers yeah they read the reviews they they watch the full nerd they they know these things <laughs> but i i gotta say the average person going to best buy they're gonna like yeah i'm i'm why am i paying extra for not as good you know but you wouldn't be in theory if it if it's if, it, if they're going for a value i'm just saying in my mind how it used to be at least because if you had both the core i7 version up against a say a ryzen 7 mobile version then one would be cheaper than the other, but in theory, performance would be the same. Yeah, and then and, then, and I got to say, also people have to remember, um, you know, if you think that Intel has my, uh, market share on desktops, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. You look at laptops, Intel is like probably ninety five percent of laptops sold out there. Ninety percent. I mean, there's the only place that AMD has room right now is in these three hundred dollar winners on Amazon and Best Buy right now. They really, that's about the only place they they play. But ninety five percent, ninety percent of all laptops sold are are Intel. So it's 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 a it's going to be a climb to get back there. But I I do know that they said, hey, we got three laptops that will be coming out this year uh, in time for the holiday. Christmas. And they did say, expect more. Clearly, there will be more design wins. So, you know, and Ryzen itself has really sort of helped salvage, you know, really turn the image of AMD around. So, I, I yeah, I, I would have, I, of course, I want to see it. I don't know, you know, but I, if they're really telling the truth, it's really going to be a game changer, which is why like, we have this part, right? I really like the idea of a thin and light laptop that I can play Overwatch on while I'm traveling for work or whatever. And this will do that. So I'm really intrigued to see what it does. Uh, I've always been a big fan of the APU idea. And it looks like if they can, you know, cash everything that their mouth is doing, then this looks like a pretty interesting part to me. Yeah. 
Uh, You'll have to wait, though, I think, because, I mean, for example, like I know that Envy for sure is definitely chunkier yeah, than the uh, Spectre line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Ruru2 on YouTube asks, uh, but will the AMD APU game better than the Xbox One X? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because it's cheaper. Because it'll come with a television, a, key, a <laughs> controller, and speakers. And it has the keyboard and mouse built right in. And the keyboard and mouse built right in, man. What a deal. And mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. It's got everything. <laughs> Xbox One X does have Wi-Fi, Gordon. Oh, it does? They got that now? <laughs> they got that now. Oh, <laughs> I found out yesterday. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. There's 64 player Battlefield maps. I, I was like, what? Really? Because I remember that was like the biggest thing. It's like, oh, Battlefield 4 is out. What? There's only 32 player maps on uh, Xbox and PlayStation? <laughs> and it turned out I they actually did eventually add 64 player maps to Xbox uh, and PlayStation. Yeah. They, they've had high play count games before. Uh, I know. So. I'm not sure. I think they were, were those 64 player maps also running at 1080p? I'm not. On the X, yeah. <laughs> Was it? I don't, I don't. It's, it's not even 1080p. Do you have the sound clip queued up yet? Because I want to play I it know, right yeah. now. We, sh- we should all play together. Hey! <laughs> Disney just signed a deal with Microsoft. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh. Oh, I hope there are. Well, if we go out that door and there's lawyers standing right outside, that will just be like, oh, yeah. I didn't say That's it. That's it. That's it. That'll be it. All right, let's uh, let's move it on to the last one. Last subject. I'm getting hungry. It's going to be it's going to be real short. I just want to mention it. Uh, of course, uh, Optane 900. Uh, enthusiast opt, Optane drivers out. Um, pretty awesome. Price. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You want to play PC, you got to pay. <laughs> so uh, Optane, the enthusiast version of Optane, of course, originally Optane only came out in a caching drive, 64 gig, 32 gigs. Pretty cheap, though, what? 70 bucks. What were they gigs. thinking? On the original? I don't know what they were <laughs> thinking, honestly. I uh, I don't know. I wasn't. I was just saying, it was crazy. They shouldn't have done that. This is the drive I've been waiting for. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, but it, it is tough because Optane, so basically stupid, incredible latency. Uh, and of course, stupid, you know, endurance, which frankly, no one should do. I don't, I don't like to mention because it doesn't matter because it just doesn't matter. You're never going to wear an SSD out. So why even talk about it? Well, if for that crowd who likes to think they're going to be writing terabytes of data to the drive, this thing will basically last forever. And of course, stupid low latency. And actually I got to see sequential rates, reads and writes, not bad. Um, uh, 2.5 gig reads, two gigs two gig rights it's a it's a nice. gonna come out in a in a buy four gen three pcie card up to 480 and there's a 280 gig version and there's a which is a little odd there's a u.2 version and only uh 280 gig capacity the thing that really like is probably going to be the deal breaker for a lot of people i'm, I'm going to say the price i think elena already saw it, if you saw her frown already is a 480 gig version has a price of 699 and Whew. the 280 is 389. The bleeding edge is not cheap. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I don't know if uh are we going to have a review of this? Well, we're so they they did a small seed to like storage fetishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not fair. I just called Jared at <laughs> for for like highly focused storage sites. I thought this was a family <laughs> show, Corey. Hey, hey, don't say fetish. Doing I, Star I, Wars branded update drives. I was reading some of those. What? I was reading some of those, and they said that it writes just as fast at the end of a massive write as it does at the beginning of a massive write, oh, which yes. is 
Amazing. <laughs> uh, and I got to say, well, so one of the problems with this drive, and it, it does, like, let me just give you an idea. And this is the thing that did floor me, because I saw this thing in March or February. They basically did a, a render job running a, a Linux, uh, and they, they were rendering 1.1 billion particles. And they are saying that same job, if you run it on a competing SSD, which pretty much is a 960 Pro, right? Samsung 960 Pro. It is a 17.4 hour job. If you move that render to an Optane 900P, that goes to a 6.3 hour render. Whew. Yeah, because that's ridiculous. Just, that's that's supposed storage isn't supposed to affect that that much. Yeah, that's that's, that's the thing, right? It's just like they're like, yeah. wow, that's incredible, right? But of course. Yeah. As a consumer, I'm not really rendering 1.1 billion particles in some Linux renderer, so it is it is a it is a problem message I think for a lot of consumers. It's it's like, am I going to get Battlefield one level load times faster? I'm not sure if you are. Um, I think if we saw that, they would have pushed it. That's already a problem even with NVMe drives. Say, I mean, you don't really go that much faster unless you're doing massive amounts of work specific right. to that hardware. Right, and you know, one of the 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 the, the things they like to say about Optane is like, yeah, you know, a lot of these NVMe drives, they're, their performance is sort of overrepresented because they're, it's all based on writing to the controller in, in parallel. You're just writing everything parallel to, uh, to the controllers, writing all this massive amounts of data to their, well, you know what, the vast majority of consumers sit there and it's, you know, it's just simply, was it one thread, two threads at that? And it really... The performance of those other drives gets destroyed by even the the uh, the original caching drives because the vast majority of things people do are not you know writing to all those you know multiple multiple levels and parallel writing to the drive it just doesn't happen so but that is a pretty hard message to market to consumers <laughs> well, we're doing this render on a million particles or sorry billion but are so. are they really trying to market these to to consumers? I mean, well, yeah, for enthusiasts, this is clearly an enthusiast part. And you know, I I got to say, to be fair, I'm you know, I, I, this is what everybody wanted, right? We all said, hey, give us a, a high end part. Um, I will say, I as much as seven hundred dollars for a five hundred gig drive seems like, oh my god, that's crazy. That is like really reasonable. I gotta say, I that is not bad because I thought it would be like for the performance, for the performance, yeah. and also for the technology. This is this is bleeding edge technology for seven hundred dollars. Uh, I really thought it was gonna be like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars, and people are yeah, that's like, what I thought, right? And so like for six ninety nine, I gotta say, that is not bad, you know. And and you know, if I were doing maybe the most crazy build ever to prove, hey, I got more money than you, yeah, that that's not a bad, probably not a bad thing to say. I got Optane, you know. So, so I, I mean, mean that could that, go, go ahead. ahead. You can go, no, ahead. go ahead. So if you're say like a video producer or a streamer though, like someone who's streaming and then doing video processing, move your things over to YouTube and stuff, this could theoretically drop that job downtown. I don't know. See, that's a problem. Is well, maybe we should test. That. We should. Well, we are going to get a drive in <laughs> testing. I I'm not sure it will. I I got to say I think one of the one of their problems with Optane um, is like how do you how do you convince like it's a does does any of this apply i mean if i ran a data center like oh man this thing is awesome to the average person it may not make that much of a difference it's just like as you mentioned going from an nvme drive you know to a sata drive a lot of people don't really see that much of a difference right or an nvme mm -hmm. drive to an hci drive it doesn't you don't really drive performance isn't really everything all the time so there might be some mm -hmm. things that affects 
Yeah, mm. basically what I was going to ask, which is, I mean, it sounds great and really exciting on paper, but in terms of application, uh, it seems like one of those things you would buy just to say you have it as a, oh, like yeah. a normal consumer, not, you know, as... No, it's not something that you'd buy and say, like, yeah, I, I spent some extra cash on it, but I, I will get something out of it. It just uh, seems more like a, hey, look at these expensive gold-plated fins on my car. Yeah, or, you know, you put it in alongside your, you know, 1080 Ti box, right? So, <laughs> but, you know, I have a question. Are... Go ahead. So, the original, the Intel Optane cache drives are locked to KB Lake. Can't work on Ryzen, can't work on old systems. Yeah. This is more of an SSD form factor. Does it work on other systems or is it also locked to KB Lake? No, it should. This is just plain old, you know, PCIe interface. It should work with everything. I didn't specifically okay. ask that, but I'm. Uh, I'm 99.9% sure this will run everything. <laughs> that original KB Lake thing was really, they did that because they didn't want to go back and say, oh man, we don't, we, we have mm-hmm. to certify this for Broadwell and Haswell and Z77. It's like, no, <laughs> we're going to certify it works on Z170 or was Z2? Yeah, Z170. We're not going to pay to backdate everything because, you know, again, um, there's a lot of Mickey Mouse lawyers at Intel that'll say, this hey! is going to work everywhere. <laughs> don't you remember the FDIP bug? So, like, everything has to work. Otherwise, they've got such deep pockets. Everybody wants to launch a lawsuit at them. They didn't want mm-hmm. to go back and say, oh, my God, you're losing data on your Z67 board or, you know. <laughs> no, they don't want to deal with that. So that's why they only did that. I firmly okay. believe. So, And, you know, it wasn't really well, wasn't going to be a huge, huge seller. Because it anyway. would suck if you couldn't use your $700 SSD oh. for your Skylink system. <laughs> yeah, that would be the, that would just be like, oh. Well, you just wouldn't buy it at that you know, you yeah, know? but it is also an NVMe PCIe drive. You know, a lot of older systems may not boot to NVMe, so you mm-hmm. you do need something more modern. But you you certainly could address it as a standalone drive. So, but cool, yeah. That was my biggest question reading this, so I'm glad glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So we'll see. You know, I mean, I really do want to see if it has any practical. Uh, applications for consumer I feel loads. like we have somebody here who would love to help you with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I consider it like the HoloLens, right? <laughs> the HoloLens isn't going to be anything viable for consumers for years to come, but it's still badass. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's right there. Yeah, and you know, for and I got to say, I'm, 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 as much as, it, I am pleasantly surprised by the price. 700 yeah, bucks. Yeah, me too. Bleeding edge technology, that ain't bad. So, any questions? No. Uh, yeah, just you know, one one last good one from uh, M Mouse Neglect from Anaheim, Tech. California. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, Neglect Tech says, uh, "Will you ever have a show where each one of you use the voice of a cartoon character throughout the full nerd?" I don't. Who could actually do? <laughs> what cartoon characters can you all do? I, I don't know if I've ever tried. I, Brad, my dad did a really good Daffy the Duck. I could try to do uh, that. Let's try, let's hear it. No, not right now. <laughs> I mean, he's not his dad. Yeah. We, we I'd have to practice that one. Oh well, because it's in the genes. How <laughs> many of my kids are going to like bust out and do a Mickey Mouse imitation one day? I think I could. Work. I think I, I've done a Cartman before. Hey, no, I do. No. I do. A, I do a real good Wiley E. Coyote. Uh, I I could do Macho Man. I know he's not cartoon. <laughs> Macho Man snap into a Slim Jim. You know, Macho Man Randy Savage. He's not a cartoon. I, he is kind of a big cartoon. I mean, <laughs> uh, a real life cartoon. Is he also, was he in They Live? 
No, that's uh, you're thinking. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Yeah, that's Rowdy Piper. Oh, that yeah. is the best movie ever. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. Yeah, it's a good movie. John Carpenter. That's before John Carpenter. And I, I gotta say, all great directors eventually they go off a cliff. That's before yeah. he went off a cliff. Man, I, I remember reading about that fight scene. Uh, do you remember the the about the fight scene? Like how they just kind of did it in one take, and they just like like went at it and just kept going and going and going. They had so much fun with it. <laughs> That's our recommendation. So you, there's gonna be you gonna have a lot of downtime over the holidays. Rent, they live. That's that's Great that's movie. my that's my movie wreck of the of the break. So so there was uh, totally off topic, but there was an episode of South Park where Timmy and Jimmy get into a fight, and if you pay attention to it. It is exactly matching oh, that classic iconic fight from that's They awesome. Live. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, really? Low seat from scene. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I should <laughs> dig that up. I'm going to find that now. <laughs> that is, now, of course, Elaine is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you old man. <laughs> hey, that's not a Disney property. <laughs> you should be, we're talking about Mulan or uh, Frozen. How about that? Tell people to watch that. Perfect. Read it on Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, why, why don't we, uh, why don't we wrap it up <laughs> at that? Uh, and also why don't you let them know what's coming in the future? Cause you know, we've, we've got a backlog oh, of right, questions. We, are, we right? have a backlog of questions. Uh, you've been sending them to us. We've been saying we read them. We are going to actually get to them. We're going to try to do an all, uh, full nerd reader, uh, question episode. Uh, and next week, we're going to even try for next week if everything works out. We're not sure if that will or not, but we're yeah, going to give and, it a And with Black Friday mm-hmm. coming up, you oh. know, uh, Elena can flex her muscles and, and show off some, some awesome deals. Uh, uh, next week might be a little not early next week, for but, that, yeah, actually. I mean, but you know, we'll, we'll figure that? it out. You know, I would love to see it like real-time Black Friday. Like, we just sit here, like war room and kind of like, here's Yeah, I would be in here in pajamas. Like, my hair would just be People like People would pay for nest. that. I'd still be hungover, so. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I got someone who tweeted at me this week who actually said, hey, I saw your uh, build a cheap gaming PC based on Black Friday sales article from last year. Are you going to do it again this year? And I said, I really want to, but it's just going to depend on what I see turn up for deals. Oh, so. that'd be awesome. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I was really stoked. That's how one person actually saw my article. <laughs> it was a good article. Winning. Uh, also, uh, Maxine... Yeah, on YouTube's asking, where do you guys announce dates for the full ne- full nerd episodes? Oh, What's Lord. the best way to find out? Yeah, um, we probably should get Twitter. on a regular schedule. So we need to try to get do. back yeah. on a regular but, schedule. Yeah, yes, because we used to do. We used to be regular. It's gotten bad this summer. But if you tune in to PC World's Twitter account, we'll often uh, let you know there the day before. Which is just PC World, or is it PC World something? At- at PC World. Okay, yeah. And then we also announced it on our personal Twitter accounts as well. You should follow each and every one of us. You'll get a lot of Mickey impersonations on uh, on Gordon's. <laughs> My Mickey impersonation is actually the impersonation of Mickey from South Park. Perfect. I don't know if anybody <laughs> realizes meta. that. That is the best Mickey Mouse impersonation ever on South Park. So, you know what I'm talking about? Is yes. one with the Jonah Brothers? <laughs> I forget. I don't know. I don't understand any of this. Are we going to take this <laughs> out right, before? Let's, say, like, let's take it out. Let's take it out. Check back in two weeks for your fix of PC Talk <laughs> on the full nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe oh, to us on iTunes. Oh, they give nothing to Disney, but go there anyway. Please help. Google Play or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PC World. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. <sighs> Bye. <laughs> That's my shot. That was a good I one. Tried.
can't do it anymore. Yeah, you can. Come on, keep going. Let's keep going. Bye. <laughs> no, you're supposed to do it like Mickey. <laughs> I just nodded myself. I'm dying. I can't. I can't do anything else right now with my voice. <laughs> and go to Disneyland. See Star Wars. We're gonna have ten Star Wars movies next year. <laughs> Star Wars operating system on your phone. Don't forget Marvel. Do they own Marvel too? Of course. Yeah. Of course they do. Disney owns Marvel. <laughs> Surprise. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Why do you think there's so many Marvel movies? <laughs> and also watch the new Avengers movie. <laughs> Uh, Damien says Gordon is naturally drunk. <laughs> hey! As long as you're drinking Disneyland beer, it's okay! <laughs> oh my god. They're going to fire me when I walk out yep. that door. Yep. You're gone. And Adam Patrick Murray will take us out for the last time! <laughs> hey everybody, have a great weekend! Play your Xbox One X! <laughs> <laughs>